Hola, hola, everyone. Welcome back to La Saludable Latina Podcast. I am your host, Lilia Gomez, and I created this space to share tips and pointers about women's health issues. Each episode of La Saludable Latina is made with love, support, and empowerment. Let's keep in mind, chicas, we're all sisters here to inspire, support, and motivate one another to maintain a healthier lifestyle, but also to create awareness. Remember, chicas, we are in the month of October. So what does that mean? Before the month ends, I'm going to talk about breast cancer awareness. Now, I do apologize. I've been a little MIA because I was in the process of moving packing and unpacking and let me tell you ladies i hate to move and i hate to pack up stuff because i realize all the junk that i have that i haven't used for quite some time and just papers and just i guess in a way i become an organized hoarder so before i moved into the new place i decided to be a minimalist I'm gonna try at least towards the end of the year and hopefully it can continue for the new year. But I decided to let go of a lot of things that I haven't been using or that just have been sitting around my house for quite some time and it's just taking up space. So let's see how it all goes for me in the next couple of months trying to be a minimalist. But with that said, we're gonna talk about episode number 11, Pink October, breast cancer awareness among Latinas especially because there is a little bit of barriers going on there and I want to be able to discuss that and provide you an educational piece. Listas? Here we go! Okay, chicas, welcome back to La Saludable Latina. Me da mucho gusto de regresar and give you this episode of education and awareness about mammograms. And I'm going to go into detail about why you should be getting your mammograms done at the age of 40 and above. And I know there is comments and questions and concerns about younger Latina women experiencing certain breast symptoms. So I will touch on that basis on another episode because I feel like the two categories will have to be kind of explained in different matters because I want to focus on las mujeres que tienen 40 años y para arriba que todavía no se han hecho el mamograma. So I really want to focus on the women who are 40 and over because we are noticing that not all women are getting their mammogram done when they're 40. So I am taking the opportunity to change it up and bring in education for all of your lovely tías, your moms, your abuelitas, comadres, amigas to really to really motivate them that they should be getting their mammogram done at the age of 40 and above. So we're going to touch bases on the topic right now. Most of the time at the age of 40, you're probably going to be recommended your first screening mammogram. So at this point, your provider, which is the doctor, is going to recommend for you to do your first screening mammogram at the age of 40. However, I have noticed and seen trends that Latinas kind of wait a little longer to get their mammograms done. Por ejemplo, you could be 40 years of age. However, you decided to not go to the appointment or you're just too busy putting everyone first like your family your work your children your priorities your errands and then you forget about your appointment so i really want to emphasize if you're latina and 40 you should make it a priority as part of your self-care to make that appointment for the mammogram exam which will be the well woman exam so i'm going to tap into that and give you a couple scenarios of how that all works out and rolls out okay so if you're 40 years of age and you have insurance 
then you should be calling your primary care provider to set up a well woman exam appointment. And the insurance should be covering the appointment and the procedure that's done in the office. And then after, if you get a referral, it should be also be covering the mammogram service. Now, if you don't have insurance, most women ask me, what do I do if I wanna get my mammogram, but I don't have any insurance? Don't worry, mis mujeres. There is a program called Cancer Detection Program Every Woman Counts. And it's actually named that way here in California. So, para todas mis mujeres que no tienen seguranza, no se preocupen. Tenemos un programa que se llama Cada Mujer Cuenta para que se puedan hacer el servicio del mamograma. So, please do not skip out on your mammogram and say, I don't have any insurance because we have a program that you may actually qualify depending on your income bracket level. So, the program is to cover all women 40 and above so they can get their clinical breast exam done with the provider and then getting their screening mammogram done. Now, just recently, within the past year or so, the guidelines have changed for the Every Woman Counts program. So, now it's actually covering women under 40 who have a presentable symptom. And like I said before, I'm going to talk about that topic in another episode because I think it needs to be addressed with two different episodes as far as women over 40 and women under 40, okay? So those are the two option scenarios. You have insurance, make an appointment, get your clinical breast exam, and then get the mammogram referral. If you don't have insurance, find out by your local community clinic or participating providers that if they provide the Every Woman Counts program. And if they do, you're gonna ask for the application and you're gonna fill out the application and you turn it in the same day to see if you qualify. Don't go home with the application because it's most likely you're gonna take some time before you come back to the clinic to turn it in. So I recommend asking for the application same day, fill it out the same day and turn it in the same day. And then one of the secretaries or registration clerks is gonna let you know if you qualify. So there's always a way to get your mammogram done. Besides those two options, there's a lot of mammogram events going on in local communities. I don't know if you have noticed, but now they have this mobile mammogram unit that go throughout different counties to provide free mammogram services for underserved communities. So if you see that mobile mammogram, take advantage and do it all in the same day. Okay, so let's go back to the two case scenarios. Whether you have insurance or no insurance, just remember there's always a way to getting a mammogram done. Just make sure you talk to your doctor and our community clinic to see if they provide the service. So first things first, you have to decide to make an appointment with a doctor so you can actually get your clinical breast exam done. This is known as the well woman exam. And if you do for a pap, the pap will be included in the well woman exam. But that all depends on your health history to see if you still need a pap at the age of 40 and above, right? So we always have to make sure we're keeping track of our appointments and results. So once you make an appointment, you have to go mentally prepare because most women don't like showing their breasts to other people other than their husband, partner, because you know, that is an intimate body part for the women. So sometimes we get a little nervous about, oh my God, I'm about to expose my breasts. I'm not sure if I feel comfortable. And most women can also avoid the appointment because they don't wanna show their breasts to providers. But please do not make that a barrier for yourself. Please get the mammograms done because it is known through research that Latinas do get diagnosed at a later stage because we procrastinate in getting our mammogram done at an earlier stage versus later on. Also, it's really important during the appointment that you show up in person 15 minutes prior to check in for your appointment. So you wanna make sure you take your ID, your insurance card. If you don't have the insurance card, making sure you apply for the Every Woman Counts 
and then you register in and please be patient ladies i know that doctor's appointments take forever it's not like the provider is doing it on purpose or the nursing staff it's just that the provider is trying to see at least 20 to 30 patients in one day and you know by the time that you get to your room you have a very short window to be able to have a discussion with your doctor so the four most important thing is when you go to the waiting room be patient don't get upset once the nurse calls you get your vital signs in then let the nurse know once she walks you back to the room to let her know that you're there for your well woman exam precisely for the clinical breast exam so you can get a mammogram referral so once the nurse is all done then she'll say okay i'm going to take your vital signs document into the computer and then once she's all said and done, she'll leave the room and then you have to wait an additional five or 10 minutes for the provider. Be patient in the room. Please keep in mind, the doctor is not making you wait. The doctor's actually wrapping up another client, finishing the plan of care, putting in the orders, putting any prescription that's uh, needed for the other client and then close the documentary for their chart and then go on to the next patient, which will be you. So just keep that in mind. It is a process. and It's not just about coming in and out and getting what you need. It's like a 50-50 relationship. When you go see the doctor, you're making the time as well as the doctor's making time for you. But make sure you go well prepared in case if you have any questions because your appointment is the window of opportunity to ask any questions or concerns that you may have, okay? So once the doctor comes into the room, the doctor's going to be hello, you know, my name is Dr. So-and-so. I'm here to provide you the service. I see that you are registered for your well woman exam. Okay, they're gonna take a look into your chart, your age, your health history, and they're gonna see when was the last time you had a mammogram. If it's your first time, they'll know, okay, you're definitely due for a mammogram. And then before they actually make the order, they have to go into the clinical breast exam. This is where you actually have already been changed into a gown, where the gown opens up from the chest forward, right? So the doctor's gonna kindly ask you, please lay back on the exam bed and open up the gown. Now, always remember, the providers are always gonna ask, I'm gonna warm up my hands because we know the hands are cold, and then they're gonna go into evaluating the breast tissue, visually seeing if there's any changes and just kind of feeling to see if there's any abnormalities. This is a time for the patient to be aware of this time frame. If you have a presentable symptom, for example, if you were in the shower one day or you were lying down in bed one time and you found a lump and you're like, oh, and you made an appointment and now you're at the doctor's appointment, but you never tell the doctor, I felt a lump on my left breast one o'clock and then the doctor performs the clinical breast exam and then the doctor may have missed not even noticing or feeling that lump. And if the doctor goes, everything's good, I'm gonna order you the routine screening annual mammogram. And if you don't say nothing to the doctor, if you do have a presentable symptom, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be like, oh, well, the doctor didn't find it, so there's no concern for me. But by the time you get discharged and you make your appointment to the mammogram radiologist's office and you check into the radiologist's office and if they find out that you have a presentable symptom, you just wasted your time. Because instead of getting a routine screening mammogram, the radiologist is going to want to recommend a diagnostic mammogram because now you have a presentable symptom. One of the presentable symptoms could be pain, lump, or discharge in the nipple. And you have to make sure that you vocalize that during your clinical breast exam appointment. Because if you try to wait for the doctors to see if they find it and if they don't, and then you leave thinking everything is good and you get to your radiologist's office, 
you might have just wasted your whole day and then you have to go back all over again because the radiologist is not going to accept the screening mammogram. So please make sure if you do have a presentable symptom to make sure you vocalize that to the doctor before the doctor starts the clinical breast exam in the exam room, okay? That's really important. For the chicas that don't have any presentable symptoms, no pain, no lumps, no discharge, no history of piquetes. Some mujeres call it, es como un picazón, o como si le dan comezón. So those are some of the symptoms women have described to me, so probably that may be you. So just make sure you take a note of that and discuss it with the doctor. Pero para las mujeres que no tienen nada, for the women who don't have any presentable symptoms, you're all good to go. You're gonna be done with your clinical breast exam. The doctor's gonna do the plan of care, put the referral into the system, and then you're all said and done, and then the nurse will come back to discharge you and give you a copy of the referral. And then by that time, you should be able to make the appointment for the screening mammogram. A lot of the times, screening mammograms are being offered at outpatient radiologist offices. You don't necessarily have to go into a hospital, into a radiology, but they do offer the service there. It depends if they take your insurance. It's most important. So if you're good to go with your insurance and your referral, you make the appointment, and that should be all covered under your insurance. Now for the women who don't have insurance and they actually qualify for every woman counts, everything is gonna be covered under every woman counts. But let me clarify what will be covered because there has been some situations where women said, well, I thought this was all gonna be covered under every woman counts. The part where every woman counts cover is your well woman exam appointment, your clinical breast exam appointment, your mammogram referral, and their service. That should all be covered under every woman counts. But if you get laboratory and you get medication and you get all this et cetera stuff for something else that's not related to your breast, every woman counts will not cover that. So I really, okay. So like I mentioned before, once you have your referral, you make the appointment with the radiologist's office. There's a couple things that you need to know when you make an appointment with the radiologist's office. One, Choose a location site that's going to be nearest to you. Two, make sure when you make the appointment, you know the address and phone number in case you can't make your appointment or you need to cancel or reschedule. Three, once you have your appointment, make sure you get the instructions of how to prepare for the mammogram service exam. And I'm going to give you a couple pointers. When it comes to the day of your mammogram screening, make sure that you do not wear any perfume lotion or deodorant underneath the axilla or around the breast area all of the breast area you have to go bare no lotion no deodorant no perfume chicas it's better to go bare because when they're trying to do the mammogram imaging they want to make sure they get accurate images to make sure that the radiologist is going to be able to interpret the results so just remember that the day of the appointment do not wear any of those items so once you're at your appointment at the radiologist's office they'll check you in they'll register you and then they'll make you wait and then once your name is up you'll go to the changing room be provided a robe and then you wait a little longer and then the technician will call you back so you can get your mammogram done and the technician's going to explain the process from step one two three and four and instructions about how they're gonna place your breasts onto the machine and all of that some women have told me lily i don't even want to get the mammogram done because it hurts it's not in all reality a mammogram is a very low dose of of x-ray and also it only lasts for a couple seconds and it's once a year chicas so it's not like you're gonna have to keep returning again and again and again every week to get it done it's 
once a year and that's it. So please get your mammogram done. So what does it all mean about categories and results? So I really want to talk about this because I have had several women saying, I really don't understand my results. Um, what should I be concerned? Um, what does it all mean and all that? So I'm going to touch on that in just a bit. Okay. So for all the women who get their screening mammograms done, there's several categories that are going to be the results. Now, before you get your results during the mammogram service, just like any other service, the radiologist has to do a kind interpretation of the mammogram x-ray. And it takes a skill radiologist to develop that over time. The radiologist is going to look for any signs of abnormality, including asymmetries, something on one side that's not on the other, irregular areas of increased density, clusters of small calcifications, and any area of the skin thickening. Most of the time, the radiologist can say, can't really say for sure if this is cancer or if it's not cancer, but based on a mammogram alone, because both cancerous and non-cancerous growth can look the same. And this is true because it also has to do with your breast density. And that's another important topic that I'll probably touch on in another episode. So for many women, a mammogram is the first series of tests that will help reveal a bigger picture because this all depends. They're not going to provide you the results right away at the radiologist's office. Most of the time you get your mammogram service done. Thank you. And then the results will be faxed to your primary care provider. And then from there, the provider should be letting you know what your results were, okay? So what does it all mean once the radiologist is trying to interpret the x-rays and the results and how do they categorize them? Some women have heard that they can categorize them in category one, category two, category three, category four, category five, category six. So they all have a different meaning in reality. So if you got your screening mammogram done and you were a category one, that means that everything was normal and there was no areas of concern. And that's really good because by then, the only recommendation they're gonna have for you is to do your annual screening mammogram. Category two is also pretty normal, but it is as well benign. So if they did find something, they'll probably say, that's benign, no area of concern, no change, no changes that bring any concern or abnormalities. So by category two, it means you're gonna get your results normal, benign, and they're just gonna recommend a routine screening mammogram annually. Category three can go either way. Category three can be benign, or it can be suspicious for an abnormality. So it all depends on your breast tissue, your breast density, and your health too. Also, it's very important about your family history if you have breast cancer or not. That's also really important. So category three, the radiologist is gonna interpret benign or a, there's a little bit of abnormality. And usually for category three, they're gonna recommend a short-term follow-up. So what that can mean is you come back in three months to get reevaluated to see if there was any abnormal changes, any big consistencies going on, or you follow up in six months so you can either do three months or six months it depends what the radiologist is going to recommend and they will let the provider know this patient needs to return in three or six months so we can reevaluate the position that we found a, a benign or a small abnormality okay it's nothing serious is they want to take a look further to see if there's any changes going on that should be concerning or not. Category four can be suspicious for malignancy. And what I mean by that is it can be suspicious for cancer, but it's not going to be guaranteed that it's cancer. So category four, what the radiologist is going to recommend is a breast biopsy. 
and this can either be a stereotactic biopsy or a needle biopsy and usually if they recommend a biopsy is they recommend the patient to come back to the radiologist's office to perform an outpatient breast biopsy so they can collect the tissue of the breast sampling and send it off to the pathologist for further analysis just remember this chicas please do not be scared if they recommend additional studies to come back like a breast biopsy and don't jump into the conclusion just because you're getting a breast biopsy that means that oh my god i have cancer a lot of times some breast biopsies come back completely normal because the lump was benign and maybe it was just a fibroadenoma or it can get categorized or diagnosed into another category um, and then other chances can be it can be cancer and this is where we want to promote early detection so you can have a higher survival rate category five and six it's probably really suspicious for malignancy and these are critical stages once again they're noticing a trend of abnormality uh, in one of the breasts or both breasts it depends on the interpretation of the results the radio will recommend a breast biopsy so they can do further analysis and send off to the pathologist and most of the time with the five and six possibly lean more into um, being a cancer diagnosis but I'm not going to guarantee that until you get your breast biopsy done and I'm not going to say that every category five and six has been cancer or not because that all depends on the woman's health their case scenario their family history and all of that so that's why it's really important to have these conversations with your doctor to know what is your risk with breast cancer just to make sure always follow up with the recommendations and never doubt or assume that it will be cancer until you have that pathology report back until you have those results and you know what the diagnosis and results are then you can know what to do for the next step. I actually forgot one of the categories. Before category one, there is a category zero. Category zero means the radiologist really wasn't able to interpret the results. One, either because the images were not as clear or two, um, they found an area of concern and they want additional images. So usually if it's a category zero, the radiologist is going to recommend for you to come back for additional images and that will require a diagnostic mammogram with an ultrasound of the breast to see what area of concern they found so they could take additional pictures and sometimes category zeros eventually when you go back when your additional images can end up being a category one or two or it can be a three four five or six it all depends once again chicas get to know your family history get to know your risk get to know your lifestyle factors living a healthy lifestyle will help you reduce your risk but also remember being a woman also increases your risk so it's really important to know at the age of 40 and above please get your first screening mammogram done please motivate other latinas to getting their mammogram done i know latinas are so busy putting everyone else first but we have to make sure we put ourselves first so we can keep providing for others that's the foremost important thing always get your screening mammograms done to prevent cancer from happening and if it does happen let's catch it on time so you have a higher survival rate okay chicas that is all for now if you have any questions in regards to this primary episode of awareness with mammograms and education please let me know you can email me at lasaludablelatina.com once again if you have any other questions or concerns about your breasts or any breast symptoms always discuss it with your primary doctor to make sure they can do the proper recommendations for you okay chicas esto fue todo por hoy <laughs>